Hi everyone and welcome to another Baldwin Boys podcast. My name is Anella Hassa and I'm a consultant in Baldwin Boys um, and I'm here today with Matt Edmonds from TLT. Um, we're going to have a bit of a discussion around legal technology um, and hopefully give everyone a little bit of an insight as to what it actually means and what it means for the industry as well. So Matt, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, about your role at TLT and how you got into legal technology as well? Hi, Anella. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks very much for having me having me on my podcast. It's uh, having me on the podcast. It's my it's my first one, um, so I'm quite excited about it because it's uh, another step um, towards being on the Peter Crouch podcast. Um, my um, I'm so I'm Matt Edmonds, and I work at TLT, and I've been there for um, just over seven years now. Um, I'm a legal analyst, which is which is quite an unusual kind of role. It's a role that was actually created for me to kind of apply um, some of my sort of more analytic skills um, to to the legal to the legal services. So I work within our financial services litigation team, um, but I uh, I've spent the last sort of five or six years um, on various comments to other teams delivering projects across uh, the real estate function, the employment function, our tax and wealth estate management, uh, as well as all of our financial services clients as well. Um, my main kind of responsibilities include um, identifying kind of opportunities that we can use legal tech and how we can innovate, how we can improve processes both for us internally but for our clients as well and sort of really driving efficiencies but uh, but it also covers a lot of um, the sort of more commercial and financial um, um, the business side of things as well so I do a lot of uh, a lot of the planning and the analysis for our senior management team. Um, that also kind of feeds in quite well with the data and the MI so I've, I've got some good success stories of, um, of built it, building kind of suites where we can uh, capture MI more effectively. Law firms are not very good at that historically. Um, mm-hmm. It's getting a lot better, um, but that was certainly the platform for me, sort of building out this role. Um, and also how we can use that data, uh, how we can how we can analyze it, how we can visualize it and, you know, offer it back um, as a service to our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, the, the most the most kind of important thing the biggest success that I've seen in my in my kind of role is improving the collaboration between different business functions so literally as simple as getting the IT team the HR team the procurement team the finance teams all talking to our business areas and delivering that sort of collaborative service that that all-round service that we can that we all really benefit from there's there always has been seen, seems to be some sort of disconnect um, between all of those business functions so just really kind of tie, tying them all together Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Um, and um, so it sounds like your role is sort of quite all-encompassing rather than just focusing on um, on one thing. So it sounds like you might have quite a good idea of um, how legal technology then actually fits into those different elements as well. Um, so that will lead us on to our next point. If you could just sort of um, perhaps explain what legal technology actually means and what it encompasses in layman terms and what it means in terms of the actual industry practice as well and how it's applied in real time. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I suppose legal tech is literally just the application of technology within within law, mm-hmm. which is so broad um, and it's not very creative. It's not very innovative or very fun. Um, <laughs> and somebody recently described it on, on LinkedIn. I saw they were you know talking about how e signatures were you know really good kind of it was a really good example of legal tech. And I suppose kind of some of the some of the um, some of the companies that allow that that provide a service for us to e-sign our documents and things could 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 fall into legal tech and i I suppose it does in the in the kind of broad 
um, description that I just gave of it, but I don't think that's particularly impressive. What is impressive is when us as firms and, and, and certainly a lot of the in-house, the, the bigger companies and their in-house teams um, design bespoke kind of products and end-to-end solutions that can actually provide genuine efficiency. Mm-hmm. I think that's that that's kind of my that's kind of my view of legal tech. I think that's the most important. If they can, you know, if you can use tech to save time and money, um, that's that's where you get the most success from it, rather than it just being general technology in the legal areas. Mm-hmm. What does it What does it mean for the industry? I suppose um, it's about our lawyers kind of working smarter. Um, there's certainly been a big shift in the last three or four years. Um, I actually gave a training session about four or five years ago um, to our, an internal training session at TRT and somebody jokes saying that you know robots were going to take all of their jobs and everything's going to be automated which is you know quite a um, quite quite a common thing that that, that you hear about and I know Suskin mm-hmm. touches on it as well um, but I think we're such a long way from that what I think will really happen is there will be a big change in kind of job scope for lawyers but that will increase opportunities to um, to to get creative and do new tasks and create new roles like mine um, I think it's gonna it's gonna free people up to do a lot more of the complex legal um, legal advice um, that you know that they kind of trained to do mm-hmm. um, particularly you know in, in terms of kind of in, um, alternative legal roles as well, you know, we're starting to see trainees doing seats and innovations teams as well. So you can mm-hmm. you can really see that in terms of the industry that people are embracing it, people are getting on top of it, um, mm-hmm. which is I think is a really positive thing. Yeah. Okay. And um, just going back to something that you mentioned as well about sort of uh, providing end-to-end solutions for um, for clients and for uh, for law firms as well. Do you think you you could provide a sort of um, perhaps an example where uh, it, it might just sort of um, might just help kind of solidify that in people's minds so for example what what would that actually look like when you um, when you talk about a solution what would a really simple one be for so I, I suppose you know the a really good kind of example of, um, of legal tech that seems to be applied absolutely everywhere and you know it, it, it seems to be what most providers are doing and it's really cool, but it's, it's kind of contract contract life cycle management. Um, so that's whether that's whether that's kind of providing the modules of it, or whether they're providing it as a kind of end to end solution. How we uh, how we initially interact with the parties when when um, you know when when agreeing the terms of the contract to automating the contract, the e signatures, then the sort of ongoing um, analysis of of what's in there, um, how we store it, and how we continue to manage and improve those contracts you know, and trying to comply with new regulations and things that come out. If you think about when GDPR came into force and things, how mm-hmm. how much easier would it be to apply tech to that um, rather than going back through a cupboard full of um, full of hard paper files um, mm-hmm. for, for the contracts. I think that's, you know, that seems to be, that seems to be the way that everyone's doing, uh, doing legal tech these days. Um, yeah. And I think that'll improve and I really hope it improves because, yeah, I think, it's just it's it's just getting a little bit yeah. There's it, just too much of it. There's just too much of it. We need to start gen- genuinely innovating the legal tech a little bit more now. But that's that's kind yeah. of that's that's kind of what I'm talking about in terms yeah. of the legal tech solution I in the industry. That's quite a good example as well of um of something that perhaps you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have associated with with legal tech um in a sense because of that sort of uh, um kind of robotics piece that you mentioned earlier where people's minds perhaps um goes to immediately but that is quite a good example of um you know reducing non-billable hours and that sort of thing and these these kind of key phrases that are always on um lawyers minds and all the way up to sort of partnership level as well because it makes such a difference but um 
yeah, you sure. wouldn't you wouldn't normally yeah. kind of jump to that um as a as a, an example of legal tech maybe. Um okay, that's quite interesting. I'm going to I'm going to jump to another um another sort of element of that as well that we can um, ideally talk about. So um, in terms of the successes then um, that you've witnessed as a result of legal technology, so that's kind of building on the um, the, the example of uh, uh, contract lifecycle management. Um, do you, can you think of uh, anything else where that's been particularly successful um, that you've seen maybe quite tangible results from and how that can be replicated as well? Yeah, for sure. That's um, that's a really, really good question. Um, the, the certainly the biggest success that I've seen um, using legal tech is just, and I know it's really broad, so forgive me, but um, it's just the way that we deliver client services. There's, you know, when you use tech and you have systems in place, you get a much better consistency of approach. You have a more managed workflow. You can capture more um, structured data. Um, it allows those lawyers that train to be lawyers to, to crack on with the strategic and complex legal work um, that, that, you know, that they train to do, but also it, it massively improves collaboration. Like I said earlier, it's, you know, between your internal business functions, because you need so there's so many components that, that form um, that, that that make up that part and that help you deliver a successful project. Um, mm. But also, you work in directly with sort of different um, different functions within your clients, um, but also working with your competitors and your and, and other firms in the industry. Mm-hmm. I worked. Um, I did. I did a, a secondment project last year uh, and into the early part of this year before um, before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know we work for a client to kind of identify what 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 their issue was um, and uh, and deliver a solution to them and present back a solution in kind of Dragon's Den um, style. Mm. Um, but we work you know we work with some of the some of the biggest firms in the country and the world um, on on that project as a consortium, and it was just really good. I, me, my particular team, you know, it was um, TLT Freshfields and Norton Rose, and it was it was such a success story because it was the first time that certainly that I've seen it was the most success we've seen in in actual collaboration, genuine collaboration between firms. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an enjoyable kind of atmosphere. There was no hostility. We all really worked together, and we all applied different kind of skill sets. We were all coming from different places mm-hmm. um, to really, you know, kind of deliver on uh, what what the client wanted. At the end of the day, it was. You know that that was the that was the most important thing, mm-hmm. um, and we had such good feedback as the the whole whole, whole consortium because we really proved that as competitors we can work together to to you know for the greater good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's certainly the biggest success I've seen the, the the improved collaboration and that you know that's cross industry um, cross industry internal business and with your client I think that's that's the biggest success for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, and when it comes to um, sort of adoption of this technology across um, across different law firms as well. So I appreciate it sounds as though at TLT is fairly um, fairly advanced um, in the industry as a whole. Um, what would you what sort of stage would you say that it's at at the moment? Another another good question. Um, in terms of its maturity, I'd still I still think it's early days, um, but we've come we've come a really long way. I know certainly if you'd asked me that question a few years ago, I would have said we're a really really long way from anywhere near being mature. Um, and you know, firms are only starting to consider innovation. You know, was was an actual thing, and how could could tech really be applied in the legal industry? No, mm-hmm. surely not. But it, it has. It's we've 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 come such a long way, and you know, as I mentioned earlier, contract lifecycle management and end to end 
you know genuine in, innovation solutions uh, they're not really a concept anymore they're, they're, they're becoming much more uh, of a sort of tried and tested model mm-hmm. um the, the the AI buzzword still pops up once in a while, and when, when that transforms into a really business as usual product, then I think that you know that that will show that we're really making some traction because I think some of the some of the stuff that I've seen some from from some of the um, service providers are, is is genuinely really impressive, mm. um, but it's not um, it, it's not advanced enough to be used in kind of day to day law. Yeah. Um, but but also in terms of the kind of behavioural change, um, we, we've there's been a real shift. Um, firms, mm. you know, they've recognised the need to innovate now. They recognise the need to invest in technology to to automate processes and automate documents and contracts and all of that kind of stuff because it, they know that it can save them time. And it can increase their, increase their profit margins. You can, um, and I keep saying it, but deliver that. You can deliver a more effective client service. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's what the partners at all of these law firms want. They want their clients to be happy. They want to deliver a good service. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And um, I think as well, it uh, is probably impossible to go um, through any conversation in 2020 without bringing up uh, COVID and the sort of the shift in uh, the shift in um, working, uh, working life as well. So would you say, uh, or rather, how would you say um, COVID has actually impacted the pace at which firms have adopted technology? Because as far as I know, um, the majority of law firms out there would have sort of really balked at the idea of letting anyone work from home for any period of time, never mind such an extended period of time. Would you say um, that legal tech has actually played a bit of a part in actually helping that go a little bit more smoothly than it otherwise would have done? Um, I don't know, really, because it's it's kind of it kind of goes back to that two-way street of what actually is legal tech if you're talking about um if you're talking about zoom and um and amazon workspace so that you know that allowing people to work from home then for sure you know it's you know it's really it's made a massive difference and it's, it's certainly helped people embrace tech quicker um but i, do, I don't I, I just don't i'm not comfortable in saying that that falls into the legal tech um i don't i, I just don't think it falls into the legal tech boundary really um if that's the right word it's in terms in terms of legal tech and service provision i don't think it's changed to be honest i don't think working from home most of the people that were um most of the people that kind of deliver on legal tech and innovation are generally kind of agile workers they they're able to kind of hop around and hop desk and all of that kind of thing anyway mm-hmm. um and certainly from my perspective you know i was already kind of set up to work from home so it was nice and smooth but in terms of embracing general technology covid is certainly you know certainly helped people um help people understand it and, and get on board with it a lot quicker mm-hmm. but in terms of legal tech no not not really i think it's it's kind of carried on at the same at the same rate it's going particularly from from what i've seen uh, if anything it you know potentially slowed it down a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of uh, limiting opportunities for people to interact with each other um, mm-hmm. as people which i think we're getting better at now and um in terms of you know more, more being more comfortable um doing everything on zoom and i've you know done a lot of um resourcing interviews and things on zoom um recently you know it's much more accepted than i think it was but um but i don't think it was like that in for for a lot of lockdown it was it was it was quite uncomfortable really to to be even having a conversation on on video call when you're in your pajamas and (laughs) stuff like that in the morning um, okay, and then um, just a, a different question as well, um, sort of linking back to the um, to that adoption piece that we that we just discussed a few minutes ago. Um, in terms of uh, how 
I guess how sort of readily um, legal tech is is adopted. Um, what would you say the main challenges in that respect are? I think the, the kind of behavioural change piece um, always gets in the way a little bit of trying to adopt legal tech. Mm. Um, it's when when people don't get creative and think outside the box. Um, you know, they, they don't necessarily have to get creative and think outside the box. That's what my role and what other similar roles around me do. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're designed for. And that's what we're good at. Um, but I suppose it's kind of that is that allowing it. It's allowing people to kind of get involved with your work to um, sorry, with their work to, to, to get creative and, and, and provide and show them that you can provide genuine benefit. But it's that is certainly that um, that thinking outside the box piece for me. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the worst, the worst worst case scenario is that you know you you have a new solution and it doesn't work and you're back to square one um you know nothing lost nothing gained but i've not i've not come across that yet i mean in terms of solutions what's as as long as you can as long as you can provide cost and um and time savings then you know it's generally always been an efficiency okay okay and then um so when we come to sort of the um I guess kind of the the end of that discussion in um in a sense. Um, how do you then see the future of uh, legal technology um shaping in the in the industry? Well, it's not going anywhere. It needs to stay, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I want to see you know more investment from from bigger firms, the big four. I know that are really kind of invested in there. I want to see I want to see kind of bigger budgets and things like that. Um, I know I spoke about contract lifecycle management earlier. It's a great tool, and you know it's a really impressive what it can do. Um, but it seems that that is all anybody is doing. Um, and I yeah. think it's about time that you know somebody got more creative and came up with the kind of um a kind of new concept and you know don't get me wrong i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of things all the time because i'd love to kind of lead the way in it um but something else needs to happen there needs to be something something different to help us help us drive forward you can't just have one product um that kind of represents the industry um and then i suppose in terms of the behavioral change just keep I think we just need to keep doing what we're doing we need to keep raising awareness of it um we need to keep showing people how you know how the benefits that we can actually sort of apply to their businesses um showing them that you know legal tech is you know it's a good uh, it's a good platform for delivering an effective service it's not it's not just the concept anymore mm-hmm. um and you know keep that keep creating kind of alternative job roles and functions to deliver that kind of alternative legal service um, that's that that, you know our clients want and our clients are paying for and um, you know it's it's just leading the way for change leading the way for change and 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 certainly the big the magic circle firms are really taking the lead on it and some of the things they've been doing are mega impressive I just I really need that to really want that to kind of feed down into the uh, into the smaller firms that we can we can make the industry change. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's still a bit of um, resistance from uh, from firms in terms of how they're actually um, implementing legal technology in the way that they're actually just paying lip service to it? That's something that I've come up across, come up against um, quite a few times as well. Yeah, it's, an, it's a really interesting one. I don't think firms firms as a whole, I'd say, you know. Are, trying to embrace it and that you know it's, it's certainly on their radar i think there are certain individuals that aren't um as willing to accept it that that kind of need to um and that's that's kind of what's going to hold it up mm-hmm. um hold it up more but i you know i'd be surprised if there were any firms really out there that 
weren't thinking about or didn't already have an automation solution in or an innovation function or something, some sort of alternative legal services delivery function um, to, to help push all that kind of thing forward. Because, you know, not least they need to kind of stay competitive with the other firms in their bracket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, well, um, hopefully that's been an informative um, session. Um, obviously, if there are any kind of questions that anyone has on legal technology or this topic in general please feel free to reach out to either myself or uh, Matt um, and uh, yeah it's been it's been a really good session um, I feel like I've learned quite a few new things hopefully um, hopefully Matt has as well <laughs> and uh, yeah thanks very much for for joining me Matt and I'm sure we'll speak again soon yeah thanks for having me on no worries thanks everyone bye